Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Weekly Pop. I don't think we even have to tell you what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> but my name is Emma Sasek, and I'm the editor-in-chief at The Vedette. And as always, I'm joined here with... Kevin Schwaller, a news editor at The Vedette. So, um, unless if you've been living under a rock... I don't even know why you're listening to this if you don't know what we're talking about. Exactly. But the uh, 90th Academy Awards aired last night... And we have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> As Francis McDormand says, I have so a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we're just going to kind of jump on into it and also talk about our special project that finally came out, amongst other things. So I'm super excited for this podcast. Yeah. So overall, what are your thoughts on the show? Um, I mean, I got 21 out of 24 right. The only three I didn't get right were the, the, like the short feature documentary stuff mm-hmm. that no one actually cares about. So, I mean, saying that, that means it was really boring. Yeah. <laughs> there weren't any surprises, except at the same time, it was really fun seeing a lot of people that I thought deserved Oscars get those Oscars like Jordan Peele and I love when Coco won both of its awards and obviously Call Me By Your Name which we knew he was going to win for the past month and a half so I was happy seeing those come to life but at the same time all the best actors supporting actor ones just kind of went through them there was no suspense there was no, no momentum it was just like obviously this is going to happen Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of 50-50 with it what about you? Uh, I got a 21 out of 24 on gold derby i forgot to update my the mm. official oscars one that was at like 18 because i had just done it randomly but yes same thing like there were just really no surprises mm-hmm. but i was very happy with get out winning original screenplay yes. and we'll get into more winners later on but that really just made me so happy because i was so nervous about that category it was definitely like one of the biggest highlights of the night for sure and it was so much better because nicole kidman presented it to jordan Peele. yes there's nothing like what could you ask I know. When you win your first Oscar. Yeah. Having it handed to you by Nicole Kidman. I would absolutely faint. And he gave a great speech, too. He he knew he was going to win at least one thing. So I was ready for that. And yeah. I'm super excited for him. Care I about. forgot Jimmy Kimmel was hosting this year. I mean, like, obviously I knew. But, like, and he had a great opening monologue, I thought. But then after that, I just completely forgot about him. Yeah. He just, there was just nothing so momentous, like, mm-hmm. compared to the other years. Yes, they did do the theater thing where oh, they yeah. went into the Chinese forgot theater. forgot about that. Yeah. But the one last year, I think, was a lot more interesting when they had the group that just walked in yeah. on the yeah, Oscars. That was fun. Yeah, there was like there was the bit with him as like a nine year old kid uh-huh. and everything else. And then the like the guy from Get Out that was I mean when Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph presented, I mean everyone on the internet unanimously agreed that they show us Oscars next oh, absolutely. year. Absolutely. So that'd be awesome to see. Um it's what they get for not giving her a nomination for Girls Trip. Hmm. Hmm. And an inevitable win for Absolutely. Girls Trip, too. Yeah. And she, when she hosted Saturday Night Live, she had, like, a running joke that she would wear this beautiful white dress every time she could just because she paid $4,000 yep. for it, and she loves it. And she was she wearing it, it on stage last night. I was so happy. to. I, I just was love too. her. I know. She's the best. She is just phenomenal. And she went to Beyonce and Jay-Z's after party afterwards with Mary J. Blige, so mm-hmm. that sounded like a really fun time. She asked Meryl to be your mom she on did. stage. She's all of us. She's living her I best know. life. I know. She really is living her best life. <laughs> There's a lot of progress that was made in terms of nominations and first-timers and stuff like that. I mean, for example, A Fantastic Woman won Best Foreign Language Film, and the lead actress of the movie... Daniela Vega? Yes, she presented Sufjan Stevens for Mystery of Love, um, and so she's the first transgender actress to step foot on the stage and announce the category, so that was really cool. And then with Coco winning both things and Guillermo del Toro winning Best Director, there's a lot of Hispanic and Latino representation going on at the Academy Awards. And also, I mean, with James Ivory running Call Me By Your Name, there's a lot of LGBT progress. And, of course, Emma Stone was announcing Best Director and took another dig at the all-male nominees featuring Greta Gerwig, a la Natalie Portman, but Natalie Portman did it better, as she does in every situation, especially when paired against Emma Stone. But I read somewhere where 
the last few years, five of the Best Director winners have been Hispanic men. Yes, I saw that too. So that category has mm-hmm. like had a great longevity of mm-hmm. being very representative, and it would have been great to see Greta win, Absolutely. being the second woman in history to win Best Director. I'm ready for next year. Yeah, I think after them being continuously called out for the lack of women representation, they're finally just going to have to be like, okay, what movies are directed by women? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to give them some more love because that was really the theme of the night. There was a lot of like girl power in with Frances McDermott's speech. While she's insane, she was off the walls. I don't know what she's on at I all really times. I don't understand but what's wrong with her. When she had all the female nominees stand up and all clap for each other, that was so awesome. That, that, was, was, like, that was the definite highlight of the night. That was an amazing speech given by her. And uh, Saoirse Ronan, Meryl Streep, Margot Robbie, and Sally Hawkins, all other the other Best Actress nominees, they all stood up and hugged each other during the speech or right after the speech. And so that was awesome seeing those pictures. I tweeted about it. Of course. <laughs> no, it was, it was a really fun night, though, for the most part, despite how long it was. I know. And uh, Lupita Nyong'o and... Kumail Nanjiani, mm-hmm. they came on stage and they voiced their support, support for Dreamers and they both said that they're immigrants. They should do a comedy together. That'd they be so much should. fun. Isn't Lupita doing it with Rihanna? They're doing a comedy together. Oh. Yeah. They like announced some th- some development thing is happening. I don't know. Great. Because somebody tweeted a picture of them two and they're like, where's their movie? And then like Someone a month said, well, later. Actually, here it is. Like Entertainment Weekly, I think, announced that they're making a movie. But yeah, she's making one with Viola Davis too. So long live Lup- Lupita Nyongo. It's going to be a great year for Lupita. Yes, it is. <laughs> anyway, now right. we're going to get back into the main winners of the night. The actors, it has played out like all of awards season has. Gary Oldman, Frances McDormand, Sam Rockwell, and Allison Janney won actor, actress, supporting actor, and supporting Allison actress. Janney came in just like Emma Stone last year knowing she was going to win. She wore one of the best dresses. She had, had a speech ready. She was very professional. She was funny. I love that she started off with, I did it all by myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know I love her. So, you know, I'm a little bummed that Laurie Metcalf didn't win. ISU alumna. Absolutely. But Allison Janney kept winning throughout the entire award season, so she knew, everyone knew, and it was awesome, and she really had her moment, because I'm surprised this is her first Oscar. Yeah, and then, as much as I don't care for his role in Three Billboards, I also liked Sam Rockwell. Yeah, he had a good speech. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. was, like, he was paying tribute to Philip Philip Seymour Seymour Hoffman, Hoffman. Um, and I just thought, overall, it was a very Mm -hmm. organized and very thoughtful speech. Gary Oldman, he bores oh my God. me every time. He did he, not win that jet ski. He did not. Oh my goodness. He Every single time, as Winston Churchill right. once said, I'm like, what does your BFF Winston have yeah, to say this Anytime time? the name Winston Churchill, it sets up the notion that this is going to be very boring, whatever's <laughs> going to happen. No yeah. offense to people that like history, but that's the fact. Is that Everything involving Winston Churchill is boring. Or just like any historical figure. Except for Jackie Kennedy. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, but um, I liked, speaking of the jet ski thing, I liked Jimmy Kimmel, like the shortest speech, gets the free jet ski, and then the costume designer Phantom Thread wound up winning seconds, it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they know how to get it done. Speaking of costumes, that Beauty and the Beast lost to that. <sighs> I did like their costume. Like, obviously, it's a movie about fashion. And we you said, expect? of course, the one year Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. is nominated is the year that there is a movie about 100% the the dresses and mm-hmm. the fashion but whatever i um, didn't really oh sorry i was just gonna say i also really liked francis mcdormand's speech like out mm-hmm. of the four she re- obviously had the most powerful mm-hmm. one i'm sorry what were you going well to i say? was gonna go on to the performances i like last year's a lot more for the most part I did but too. the stand-up song from marshall that was that wonderful. was amazing I never, I, yeah never I, heard song i was before. telling you last night i said i didn't hear it before this moment that was just mm-hmm. wonderful and mary j Blige killed it with her performance and she was really one of the big stars of the night too because she was nominated for best song and best supporting actress mm-hmm. which is I don't think ever happened before yeah they said it was the first yeah time. and she looked amazing they were again Beyonce and Jay-Z were hosting the party for her so like this was her night too despite Taraji not really winning Taraji P. Henson introduced yeah, her yes she did oh, her best a, friend yeah that, that was, was a good killer moment and obviously we had Miguel 
we apologize for this short break, <laughs> but remember, we just started playing on our computer and we're dancing along to it. I'm so happy when they came out. Yes, this was such a good performance. I mean, the production on that one was awesome with all the dancers and the costumes and the set itself was amazing. And it was like Ernesto de la Cruz in the movie with his set for performing memory with the giant bell and the, the stairs. It was such a fun time. It was I, awesome. I was bopping to it. This Is Me also had a really great performance. Yes. Everyone oh my was gosh. Like, she awful. was amazing. She was wonderful. She has a great voice. And she I mean, started I crying like she halfway did. through. I really was mm -hmm. like, I was really feeling that performance. Really just all of the performances were great. I wasn't too crazy about Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. I mean. I love the song. Right. I love the, I mean, everybody knows how much we love mm -hmm. Call Me By Your Name. And I do have that song, Mystery of Love. I don't know. It was just kind of like very It was very down. quick, I thought. It was. He didn't It was a very short. Song. Yeah, he didn't. And then everyone else did. So I don't know what was going on with that. Legitimately, they announced his name. And then a minute and a half, two minutes later, he was done. Yeah. And it was really cool when he came out of the stage, like yeah. from under the stage. And then Italian backdrop that was happening. But it wasn't my favorite either, despite no. being an amazing song. And yeah. for, for an amazing movie as well. If Remember We wasn't nominated this year, that would have been a very hard category mm -hmm. to like really know which yeah. one would have won because remember me it's beautiful and it's a, it's a bop obviously mm -hmm. it's a great performance yeah. it means so much more than just right. the song but all the other like stand up mm -hmm. I was just blown away completely yeah. blown away I mean, don't get me wrong. If Evermore was performed slash nominated, this would be a different story, but That's it right. wasn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing, though. They'd have, probably have some, like, cool tower set up. Josh Groban would be singing at the piano, probably. They would have had Celine Dion do a duet with They him. really would have. And then it would have been Dan this whole Stevens thing. Dan Stevens could have yeah. come out, too. They would have had all these people probably running around, like, dishware things, like, and, like, candlesticks and clocks and all that fun stuff. I would have loved it. Yeah, it would have been amazing. Or just have <laughs> snow falling. Yeah. Just have snow falling. Some, some roses happening around. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Cool. Oh my god, mm. what a oh, wow, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> yep. Is it too late to count for next year? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but as we said, Get Out did win for Best yes. Original Screenplay, and I again, I was like, su I was super nervous for that category. Mm -hmm. As we mentioned in our Talking Oscars bit in last oh, Thursday's yeah. paper, I said I, I'm really scared that Lady Bird or Get Out is going to get shut out, mm -hmm. so I'm very happy that it did win something. <laughs> Three billboards won two of its seven awards. That's <laughs> so funny. I know. <laughs> oh, speaking of not winning Best Picture, Shape of Water did win Best Picture. It won the most Oscars for films out of, it won four of its 13, which is really cool because it's super spread out. This all of them were so, so spread, spread out. out. It was so nice. It wasn't La La Land racking up at six like last year. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Moonlight winning. I think it won two or three. Like it was, you were seeing the same pattern of one or the other winning. The only things that were really repetitive were Dunkirk because they were doing those back to back, like the editing and the sound and all that stuff. Imagine sitting through the Oscars, the year Titanic won or yeah. All About Eve and having to <laughs> Through their to 11 back to back. wins. Yeah. Wow. That'd be very boring. Yeah. No, so I was really happy how spread it was. And Shape of Water ultimately took home the big two awards with Best Director and Best Picture. Yes. It was a very tight race with Best Pictures. Either really, that or I, three billboards. Yeah, that's how I originally thought it would be. And then when Get Out won original screenplay, because that's usually the mm -hmm. category that kind of predicts what will win, I said, oh my God, they have a they have a chance now. And everyone on the red carpet was kind of going with the vibe that Get Out could be a really big underdog. So I, that was my top three for sure as well. But then I was really ready for three billboards to win and I had voted for Shape of Water in my ballot so I was like I had like this very slight feeling that it was just going to trump it and it did I'm sorry for saying the T word <laughs> <laughs> so when they announced Shape of Water I just like fell back in my couch I was like 
Yes. Uh, three ha's out of Kentucky <laughs> County didn't win. Oh my gosh. And we were talking about Yeah, the this tweets week. were amazing. The last tweets night. were so funny. And that one is brought to you by an individual named John. I forgot <laughs> what his Twitter handle is. But first it was three billboards outside Yeehaw County. Now it's three Yeehaws outside <laughs> Kentucky County. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm so happy that that wasn't best. There were a lot of good tweets last night. It was a good time. That was Speaking a of good tweets, there were good dresses. Ooh. Yes. Um, so we made our top five of mine is just from, yes, mine is just from the red carpet, but also I would love to do Vanity Fair. Because um, oh Vanity Fair after party was awesome as usual. Make sure you check out their Instagram account. They're going to be posting all the photos. For the next month to come. And they're going to be beautiful, like Amy mm-hmm. Adams. Yeah. She owns that. Yeah, she shoot. does. So uh, who are your top five? So I have Jennifer Lawrence, past Best Actress winner. She was in this beautiful, like, sequin goldish mm-hmm. dress. Jennifer Gardner, who just blew me away with her hair and makeup. She looks and so good. Everything. And that meme with her, like, where she's realizing something, and then people are like, you were married to Ben Affleck for 12 years. And then the in memorium <laughs> yeah. where it's, like, Ben Affleck's career. Yeah. She's like, how did that get up there? <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o, who was there, and everybody was talking about Black Panther. Everyone was talking about Black Panther. But she just looked phenomenal in gold and black. Actually, speaking of Black Panther, Jimmy Kimmel made the joke like, oh, it's big, this huge movie that the Academy's going to shut out next year. Yeah. And I'm like, true. It is. So, Academy, this is on you to remember that. <laughs> Taraji P. Henson always looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that she got to stick her leg out yeah. like Angelina Jolie did a few years back. And then I also put Gina Rodriguez mm-hmm. in this like beautiful gold princess poofy dress. They looked amazing. Uh, my top five was definitely with, starting with Tiffany Haddish for her red carpet wear, but also we're going to throw in obviously the white dress. Of course. She was paying homage to her culture and her father, and he had passed away earlier this past year. And so it was just, like she legitimately looked like a queen. Beautiful. It was amazing. And my number four is Allison Janney because, I mean, like I said, it was like the Emma Stone last year. She knew she was going to win. She rocked it. I loved her red dress. She looks, she always you looks amazing. You could never go wrong with no. red at the Oscars. True. My number three was Gina Rodriguez. Like she killed it out of she, nowhere. She just. I know. I'm she, so happy she was there. <laughs> I was like speechless. for annihilation. Yep. We were missing Natalie. We were missing Natalie. My number two is Nicole Kidman. She mm. came like super last minute. She was she, incredibly late. She always comes. Yeah, late. she was. Yeah, she was. Um, she killed it this entire award season, especially with her Emmys dress and her Golden Globes dress. And then lastly, Taraji P. Henson is my favorite of the night. She killed it last year. She's my favorite last year too. And this year she's wearing this amazing like the silk drapes kind of yeah organza material. Yes, it was amazing. Thank she, you, say yes to the dress for teaching me all about <laughs> materials. Overall, it was a really fun night, and I was really happy with it for the most part, despite several of the big awards being incredibly predictable. And also, I'm very, very sad that Lady Bird went home empty-handed. It did. It went home zero out of five. Empty-handed. And it doesn't deserve it either, because it was the highest, most critically acclaimed movie of 2017. I know. Everybody loved it. It has a 99%. It would have been 100% if the one loser didn't give it a negative review. So, I mean, everyone loves Lady Bird. So, I mean, it sucks because it was up against Get Out and The Shape of Water and just kept losing to those, and as well as Three Billboards. It just... uh, I'm just happy that it does have some Golden Globe wins. Yes. And it, uh, it won big at the Indie Spirit Awards the night before. She won Best Best Director. No, was it Best... Best Screenplay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who won Best Director? Jordan Peele won Best Director. Great. Nothing but respect for my two favorite directors. And The Big Sick did not win, but at the Spirit Awards, they won like Best First Film. Yes. Something like that. So it was... Everyone's been winning at least something, so I'm happy about that. Yes. And Timmy Chalamet, he won Best Actor at the Spirit Awards. So So moving on, we can finally talk about our big project that came out in Thursday's Oscars-themed paper. If you haven't checked it out and 
picked up your copy, please do so. Birds and Monsters taking over. over Oscars. Yep. Yeah, it was an amazing cover. <sighs> Done my ears really. I thought <laughs> of that headline. Uh, and so you finally saw that we interviewed Best Supporting Actor nominee Richard Jenkins from the multi-Oscar winning film The Shape of Water. Including Best Picture. Including Best Picture. So we interviewed the supporting actor of the biggest film of the 90th Oscars. So that was fun. And it was on the cover, too, so we mm-hmm. knew. Like, oh, we interviewed this guy, but then he ended up being part of the film that won Best Picture out of all things. Mm-hmm. Like, Best Picture, that's so cool for us. So basically, he went to Illinois Wesleyan University. It was from, like, 1965 to 1969. And so, as people should know, Wesleyan is right down the street from us, from ISU. We had definitely tried to interview Lori Metcalf. She's very busy, so we weren't given the chance to. But we obviously got to talk to Richard Jenkins. We did a phone call with him, and it was he was so funny. He was really friendly. He exchanged a conversation with us. It was a very open conversation. Mm-hmm. The, the things that we were talking to him about, yes, it was a lot of questions that he has heard before, you right. know. Wow, what does your second nomination mean? Because for those who don't know, he was nominated twice. That's right. But we did get a little bit more in-depth with his character. He played Giles, who is a gay advertisement illustrator. Um, and this film was set in the 1960s, yes. right? And so the Cold War era, it was not a very inclusive environment for gay people, black people. Well, what, what was I just, I just read this this morning. I mean, I, I saw the movie twice. It didn't even hit me. Like, every single main character in this movie is a minority. That's right. We have a mute woman. We have a gay man. We have a black woman. And we have a sea fish man creature <laughs> thing. And then the bad guy is the straight white man. That just hit me this morning. And I thought that was so cool because it didn't, like... That wasn't, like, its, it's quality right. that, like, really, like, sticks out to you. Right. I mean, it's it's just, like, obviously, it's a fantasy romance kind of thing. The first sci-fi film to win Best Picture, Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yes. so, those themes didn't... They were definitely present. And, like, they explored them, but not in this... In your face kind of thing like three billboards mm-hmm. so it was a very subtle advocate for diversity and so i appreciate the film so much more now yes i do too now now that you mm-hmm. bring that up but yes we were talking about his role and really there's one scene where sorry if you haven't seen it but <laughs> it's best picture so i have no remorse for right it now there's one scene where he tries to show his affection to a man in a diner and it's not reciprocated whatsoever he is pretty much kicked out, told never to step foot in there again, and a black family comes in Mm. and they also are refused service. And so we talked a little bit bit about, you know, the importance of that, not only in just that time period, but how that can be translated into today. You know, it's maybe not as obvious like that in those situations, but it's still not an equal. No. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, going back to what we just said, like, that's why it's, I appreciate it so much more. And then he was saying, you know, he said himself in the interview, if you weren't a straight white guy then you were going to have a hard time in the 60s so he was talking about you know how much progress has been made and how he respects Guillermo del Toro's vision of the movie and obviously his time at Wesleyan and his love for being an actor and and it was really cool that actually in one part of the interview he talks about how del Toro sent him the script and through email and then yeah he said I love I love this movie I hope you do too yes he's like here's a part for you and he said yep (laughs) And so I was, um, when I was transcribing part of the interview, I was Googling something and then he had said that to the Hollywood Reporter, which means, you know, obviously we were asking some of the same questions as we have to. Yeah. Um, But that was so cool because, you know, we're asking the same questions as as Hollywood Hollywood Reporter. Reporter. We're so cool. Yeah, no, but it was a really fun interview. And he actually gave a shout out to Laurie Metcalf Mm -hmm. and Jane Lynch, who are both ISU alumnas. And he said Laurie Metcalf is one of the best actresses that you'll ever find or something similar to that. Mm -hmm. And And, uh, Jane Lynch is a sweetheart. And it's true. We got to meet her last year and she was just very, mm -hmm. very welcoming to us. And 
you know, she loves talking to student reporters. You can kind yeah. of sense that. And so we wish that we were able to do a little Q&A with Lori Metcalf just because of the ISU connection. Right. It's her first nomination. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, so it was cool though that Richard Jenkins gave her a little shout out. He gave us some ISU love over here. Yeah. He actually said that he was on the swim team during Wesley and he said, you guys always beat us. Yes. So we and were just said, like, yeah. we were like, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to. And he said, that's all I needed. I just need a little apology. <laughs> right. And then he said he came to ISU parties back in the, like said dances mm-hmm. back, back in the day. So that was fun. It was a really fun interview. I wish that I could see like, I know that time period just mm-hmm. to see how different it is from today. Was the pub too even open then? I don't Oh. Did they go to the pub too? I should, you guys have, have, I should have asked. I'm so mad. That'd have oh. been so fun. Like, so oh, what bars your, were open? What's your favorite cheese ball from pub? Right. <laughs> Do you like Maggie's? No, I, I really want to know actually yeah. what bars were open in the 60s. That'd be so cool to know. I just know that they have that that old main, the diner that mm-hmm. was in the old main. I wish that was still open. That would be really yeah. cute to like just see that and mm-hmm. have some of that old time right. feel to ISU. But overall, it was an awesome experience, and we were in contact with one of his representatives or people from his team, and they said they would show him the interview, so that's awesome. Yeah. And he himself said that he was going to tell Lori Metcalf about us, so that's cool, too. It was a really it was a, a really fun experience. It was, and we it's weird that we've kept this from Everyone. everybody for yeah. the past month. We mm-hmm. did it in early February, and we got the story done so early, yeah. so it was it was an, a breeze. It was a breeze. It was paper. fun. And it was so cool watching him be interviewed on the red carpet. And then in the clips they showed for best actress for Sally Hawkins, it was her conversation with Giles in the movie. And so that was, and that's an amazing scene too, mm-hmm. you know, where she's saying that we would, we would be monsters. Yes. I like seeing him in the audience. You're I know. just like, Oh my God, we talked to him. Oh I know gosh. that was so cool. And then of course it, when it won best picture, it just kind of came full circle for me. So that was, that it was one of the best experiences ever. It really was. Thank you to narrative for helping. <laughs> Helping us and making this whole thing happen. And thank you to Richard Jenkins for that really fun interview. I hope you, if you do read it, you don't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, unfortunately, we now have to wait 364 days until the next Oscars. 356. Because it's going to be a week early. Oh, that's right. Because they, they pushed it back this year because of the Olympics. So we're going to be back on track with the February dates. Okay, So we do, have, we do have less than a year, but it's still in the 300s. And we're not even going to be able to do a weekly pop for that. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're going to keep doing this somehow. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely, gonna... I was going to say, like, we definitely will keep doing of it. Of course. We're going to hijack this entire <laughs> show. This is our show. This it is, is our the show. Medette's show. I know. But yes, we were already looking at some of the movies that are going to come out later in this year. Mark my words, Nicole Kidman will get some kind of acting nomination for one of her films coming out. Boy Erase. Boy Erase with mm-hmm. Lucas Hedges and Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. So look, be on the lookout for that one and then come later this 2018. Think back to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> and then there's another movie with Timothy Chalamet. Yes. He's also going to be get another Viola nom. Davis is a new movie coming. Widows. Yes. So it's going to be a fun year again. So I'm excited. Yeah. I just need to know when the release dates are and I need to know at least a little bit about the plot just Absolutely. to keep me fueled for the next what is it? I like, need some trailers. Yeah, I need some trailers. I need it for like the next nine months mm-hmm. is going to be really hard because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. And with that, and with that <laughs> we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to go take some medication <laughs> to keep me asleep for the next nine months. Anyone so, have any Xanax? Yes, <laughs> Xanax o'clock time. <laughs> for Weekly Pop, I'm Emma Sassik. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. <laughs>